Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Cheating your. It's a dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, that's an odd place to pause after bowels. Oh, my bowels. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Simone Biles. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Why is Simone Biles our general manager? Well, there's no way you're going to steer clear of this news till you watch the television tonight anyway. So she dropped out of the team competition. It appears not to be a physical injury, but her, her mind is broken. She just can't focus. Yeah. So that's, uh, she's. A, would you say she's the biggest star on the Olympic team? She is, isn't she? I think so, yeah. 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 And she's dropped out for emotional reasons. Well, I got a question about that, and I've wondered about that through this whole thing, but... I didn't bring it up for the same reason I think other people didn't bring it up. Here we go, big finish! Zip We'll get back to that thought in just a second. I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, July 27th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, swinging into action, running at full speed toward the vault at Mark. May not be joined naturally, you should declare it. Now. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, what in the world was that? I uh, I think I know what was in that clip, and I still have no idea what was in that clip. What was that, Michael? That was people getting married, and they ask, "Does anybody object to this marriage?" And the dog starts barking right at that moment. Well, dogs know. Dogs can smell <laughs> cancer. They can smell COVID, and they can smell divorce. Wow! Can we try it again? Dogs can smell incompatibility. <laughs> May not be joined naturally. You should declare it now. <laughs> it sounds like Homer Simpson was in attention. <laughs> and they're all laughing, but that dog barked. Right. He's a drunk. Or she's a slut. One of the two. I don't know what he barked. But. Wow. Now that's a complaint. Back to Simone Biles. And I've wondered about this from the beginning, and I haven't brought it up, probably for the same reason that they don't mention it on NBC. But how do you leave this out of the story? She's one of the many gymnasts that was sexually abused by that scumbag who's in the news on a semi-regular basis because the court case is going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, and I understand why you wouldn't bring this up, I guess, because, you know, it's a terrible personal thing and... Or are they not wanting to uh, remind people, oh, yeah, this U.S. gymnastics thing, you know, that we're the best in the world at, it's uh, through and through full of scumbags who would protect child rapists for the past, as long as you've been watching. It's been a hotbed of child uh, predation, yeah. And they'll protect those people just so you can continue to win gold medals. Is that Mm -hmm. the reason it doesn't get mentioned on NBC ever? I think most of it is that sports uh, commentators would handle it badly, and they know it. So they just don't even get it's into it. It's a pretty it. big deal, though. Well, yeah, and it's very, very negative. And they're go-go, rah-rah, sell commercials. USA, USA, et cetera. And, you know, I can see why it wouldn't be cool to say, here's Simone Biles. Of course, Simone Biles, greatest gymnast in the world. She was a victim of uh, Nasser, the doctor, for years. Uh, sexually abused 
by U.S. gymnastics and coaches covering it up, but here she is in the vault. I can understand yeah. why you wouldn't throw that in there. Well, and I don't know that that's got anything to do with her uh, mental problems for why she dropped out, but that's a pretty big deal. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago, and she's won many, many times since then, but I don't, I don't know. She, for one thing, I'm humble enough to know, she has powers of concentration that are an elephant to my fly. I could barely get through that last sentence without getting distracted. So she's like a superhuman in terms of mental focus. And according to her social media posts, she just couldn't. Why that is now at this point in her career, maybe it's like muscles. It wears out. I don't know. But it's it's quite amazing. Somebody that famously focused for that long now just can't quite get it together. Well, if she was a dude, I'd be mocking her for being weak or uh, oh. a baby or something. So, so yes. should I do that? Since she's no, a, well, no, in the in the in the in honor of equity. <laughs> yeah, you tell you what, you go ahead. Inequality, trying you, to keep things free. You go ahead. I'll be signing forms in HR later today. If Michael Phelps had dropped out and said he emotionally couldn't do it, I'd be saying, uh, oh, so yeah, you had a couple problems, and you aren't, might not be number one, so now you can't do it anymore. I'd, I'd have been saying that sort of thing. Yeah, see, that, that makes you a bad person is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I get lost halfway through brushing my teeth, so I just I can't criticize the best in the world for their whatever she's going through. Is she on the hooch? Okay, she's been yeah. stumbling around the mat, stepping out of bounds, falling right. off the vault. Is she on the hooch, he says. <laughs> Smoking the, the ganja. Well, just because other people are afraid to ask these things. <laughs> Perhaps for a good reason, but you, you just go right ahead. She's on the hooch. <laughs> she's how oh old is she now? Mid twenties, twenties old enough to. She's old enough for hooch. She's old enough to buy her own hooch. Certainly, or or again the hippie lettuce. Who knows? You're on the vault. You kind of whoa. I couldn't do it if I was uh, hammered either. What do they do in Japan? Sake? uh, Yeah. uh, Jenkum, Michael. I don't know. Jenkum. I don't think so. Google it. Um, Anyway, so that's definitely the big Olympic news of the day, and uh, I got to assume that hurts the U.S.'s chances for a team gold medal if she doesn't continue. So Uh, it it hurts them very badly, very badly. Um, That result just came out, actually, as we're uh, speaking. Do you want to to give it? Well, I I tell you what, I will do this in less than 10 seconds. Uh, So just turn down your volume for 10 seconds at Mark. Russia, which was banned but still gets to compete, got the gold, and we got the silver. And team all around. Yeah, team. Wow. Yeah. Because Simone Biles let down her country. And we're back, everybody. Enjoy the exciting coverage on NBC or MSNBC or CNBC or Peacock or Peacock Pay-Per-View. Or, I don't know, have some guy whisper it to you in an alley. I don't know where to watch the damn events. Mm. Uh, now, if you're watching CNN or MSNBC, the only event in the world today is the hearings kick off about the January 6th attack. And I watched a little of uh, Morning Joseph on MSNBC today, and um, it was all stupid Republicans won't get the vaccination and the January 6th committee. Those are the two big stories. So if mm. you're wondering what's going on on the other side of the aisle, that's the big thing. I'd forgotten that was happening. Yeah. Which is fairly typical of the siloed news yeah, reality. No kidding. Absolutely no kidding. Uh, but we got plenty of other things to catch you up on. Uh, they're going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of people trying to get to Simone Biles to ask her what's going on. 
Because you know what they like in these. Uh, you've been complaining about this for years. How they uh, the Olympics have gotten further and further away from just the sports and the results, but into the personalities, their upbringing, their this, their that. And sure, it's a gossip show. It's behind the music. It's uh, and and controversy is great. It's fabulous. This is a pretty big controversy. Hope she doesn't, you know, get hammered and pee on a gas station like that swimmer guy in Brazil, humiliating the nation. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, that was what's his face. Was I? I don't even remember. He peed on someone. No, he peed on a gas station. Oh, he got hammered in Brazil. Well, not Michael Phelps, but this the second oh, best oh, guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Lochte. Lochte. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But then it turned out that was like false, uh, false allegation or what? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with people peeing on gas stations, honestly. So I'm not judging the guy. You got to go. The door's locked. They won't give you the key. And then you're drunk. The, and then when the police show up, you make up a story about how you were robbed by a bunch of bandits. Yeah, well, you didn't remember correctly. <laughs> he was a crackpot. Um, uh, I was going to say, will there be an attempt? I wonder to try to tie Simone Biles' emotional problems, whatever they are, with that uh, tennis player who, uh, you know, was favored to win the French Open, and she she had to get out because she was having emotional problems. And a lot of that was around social media, and I think so the story you extrapolate as a cable news channel today is this social media too much for people to handle. Wow, interesting. On the other hand, we have this story. Over 50% of liberal white women over th- under 30 have a mental health issue. Say that again. Over half. Of liberal white women under 30 have a mental health issue. Obviously, uh, Simone Biles is African-American, but I do not know. Uh, perhaps she's uh, she's in that same generation, living a fairly similar life, except with 12 hours of training a day. Um, was she on the hooch? Was <laughs> well, she on the hooch? We've already isolated that clip. Is she on the hooch? Beautiful. <laughs> I don't think she's on the hooch. Hmm? I don't rule things out. You know, I've, I've, as a uh, golfer and a great fan of baseball, there are people who perform at an incredibly high level, have the f- sort of focus the rest of us dream of, and then one day it's just not there. And they often never get it back. Hmm. Or they just get it back, like Phil Mickelson's a great example. He's fine physically. In fact, he's in spectacular shape, but he just can't focus like he used to. He got it together for the PGA Championship, and he won. But after that, he's not done anything. It's going to weigh on Simone Biles quite a bit that the team got the silver because she's going to know in the back of her mind. Oh, you didn't uh, do the spoiler alert thing, remember? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Sorry Sorry about that. When he's not hurling around untoward accusations, he's crushing your dreams. (laughs) Is she on the hoot? (laughs) That's a question that needs to be asked. But, you know, that that legit would be a hard thing to carry if that's your life, if gymnastics is your life, and, and you know the whole team got the silver because you couldn't hold it together somehow that that adds to the emotional stress so i they've got the individual all around you know coming up and she will not, she even participate yeah she's not gonna be feeling better about herself <laughs> having the, the united states just get the silver because of that you know i should have filled in a, a couple of blanks uh, i was listening to more or less live coverage of it and she was doing one of her vaults for the team competition and she ran and vaulted and seemed to lose track of where she was in the air they said and she uh, almost landed on her knees. And I had happened to watch the floor exercise yesterday in which she flew out of bounds. I mean, not like stepped on that first bar of darker of, of dark blue. She like flew off. She's practically in the parking lot and came back on then continued brilliantly doing things I can't imagine any human being could possibly do. Uh, but that was like, I heard the commentators like, oh, my gosh, that's a 
This just never happens to her. This is very strange. Well, she was recovered. Is she on the hooch? Is she on the hooch? Uh, but so then she does the vault and loses it in midair and barely lands and, and walks, talks to her coaches, walks into the locker room and, uh, then comes back. They come back and announce she's out. Wow. So it was not an injury. It was just a, I can't do this. I don't wow. have it. Well, I want to hear more. Of that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how's mailbag look? That's nice. Oh, it's, it's really good. It's outstanding. It's Olympian, you might even say. <laughs> and then we've got to get to the news of the day, which is something we'll do. Uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just had my first sip of coffee of the day. Man, that's good stuff. I don't know if you've tried it, but it is great. It's bitter, yet delicious. Hope it's not addictive. Actually, that's the way Judy describes me to her friends. He's bitter, but delicious. (laughs) Oh, I almost said mailbag. No, it's the freedom-loving quote of the day, Michael. Once again, Abraham Lincoln. Not Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln. I want you to think about this one carefully. It's very short but powerful. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Wow, good one. Yeah. Um, That is a really good one. I was talking about Abe Lincoln's upbringing to my son on our bike ride the other day. I don't remember how it came up, so my son's never been to school. I said, Abe Lincoln never went to school. Uh, and then I, he wanted to know why and got into how his whole dad basically sold him out as a slave uh, his whole life. And, but he uh, was able to, you know, learn enough to become a lawyer and everything else on his own. Mm-hmm. President of the United States, greatest president of all time, educated himself. Keep it in mind. Uh, moving along. Mailbag. <laughs> Michelle writes, I may have understood, but I'd love clarification. Did you say you understand if black people don't get vaccinated, but if you're white and you haven't been vaccinated, you're an idiot? <laughs> Yes, Michelle, we did say that. That was uh, Jack, I believe, uh, parodying the presentation of the mainstream media. If you're a person of color or you're not getting the vaccination, it's because of uh, the legacy of something or other. But if and you're, it's perfectly understandable. But if you're white and you're not getting the vaccine, it's because you're a stupid drunk voter. Exactly. It's the way it is portrayed. Uh, how about this? Oh, that's not what's supposed to be there. There we go. Heard you mention the other day uh, that um, maybe the fittest Olympic athletes are swimmers. Was it swimmers we said? I thought it was somebody else. Anyway, he says, I'll submit rugby, rugby players. I watched 10 minutes of the game. I've never seen anything like it. Unreal. Just saying. I happened to watch some rugby last night myself at the Olympics. Man, that is a sport for tough dudes. Woo! And or gals, because there are gals uh, who play rugby. Yeah, I think I, yesterday I said, I don't know if there's anybody more fit than long-distance bicycle racers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing yeah. those hills and everything like that. But Man, I saw the end of the women's uh, tri- triathlon. Is that it? Where they swim mm. and they run in a bike? Uh, not in that order. Oh, man, those gals are solid. Woo! <laughs> man, cement and two-befores. I mean, they're, oh, boy. Um, let's see. Oh, this is from uh, Jeff. He sent along a chart. Symptomatic breakthrough COVID-19 infections. Currently, for every 102,000 vaccinated, there are 100 symptomatic breakthrough infections and one death. And he shows the little chart like that. 
It's a giant grid of green, a tiny little red box in the bottom corner that symbolizes the infections, and then a teeny, 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 tiny little yellow box in the corner of that box that symbolizes the one possible death. And then of the deaths, 50 to 75%, depending on the data you look at, are over the age of 65. Mm. So if you're under 65, it's a tiny slice of that. Right, 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 right. Interesting note from Dave here. He says, guys, I was uh, stuck in a hotel room thinking about institutional racism, uh, systemic racism, how it relates to the Constitution. There's an argument that racism inherently is built into the government institutions of the U.S. Racism is bad, needs to be eliminated, especially from our institutions. The Constitution is the defining document for our government and its institutions. Therefore, it would make sense the Constitution needs to be eliminated and or replaced. My question is, if there are elected officials who claim that institutional racism exists, then at some point they will have to call for the abolishment of the current Constitution, correct? And if they took an oath to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, at what point should they be considered domestic enemies to the Constitution? You know, this sounds like the conversation we had however many years ago. Boy, you think they'll ever get to the point that are taken out in George Washington's statue? Surely it won't go that far. Right, right. It was hard to get people to believe it would go that far. And yet here we are. So at what point do we have a highly placed governor, say, governor of Oregon, Oregon, for instance, say we need to rethink the Constitution? Probably next. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I don't know what to do as far as the Olympic stuff. Um, I mean, this is a giant headline. I don't, I've don't. i not heard any other outlet even attempt to do a spoiler alert thing on Olympic no. stuff. Nope, not it, on anything. No. I think that's just that's so 2008. If you really don't want to hear an, an Olympic headline, don't listen for the next uh, 20 seconds, I guess. Yeah. But Simone Biles dropped out today struggled, dropped out for emotional reasons. The team competition. The team competition, Mm -hmm. and uh, the U.S. finished second to Russia. Uh, Whether or not she'll participate in the individual all-around, I doubt it. I would certainly put my money on she won't. And so um, that uh, the the Japanese um, uh, tennis player who's among the best in the world. Osaka? Yeah, who lit the flame and uh, dropped out of the French Open for emotional reasons. She just lost. So she's out of the tournament. Hmm. Lost in the early rounds to a to, to to a nobody. So, yeah, the young people are having trouble with the strain of the. And you you gotta wonder if there's not. Why would it be that much different for the top U.S. athletes than it is for every other young woman in America? We've been talking about this for years now. The social media is just ruining their lives. Oh yeah, yeah. The statistics about young women, women under thirty who have mental health issues, are shocking. I I guarantee you that's part of it. How could it not be? Unless she's completely sequestered. You know, there's a reason most elite athletes lead a pretty kind of cloistered, private life where they train hard. They don't. They're not seen out nightclubbing and the rest of it. They're focused, and and you can't be focused if you're taking inputs constantly all the time. Social media, the the web, looking at your phone. I just I can see that athletes would and have for years. A lot of athletes ignore the sports pages of their big local newspaper, mm-hmm. but they're not going to stay off of social media, right? That's right. where all their friends are, especially young women. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting if that's a, a wrinkle to the story. 
So this is an interesting one. Uh, professor at Penn State. Uh, he's doing a Zoom thing and talking about uh, white fragility and uh, white supremacy and all that sort of stuff to oh, some good. students. <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta love this. Indoctrinating your children for $50,000 a year. <laughs> Boy, first let's hear from the professor. To be less white is to be less oppressive, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant. Be more humble, listen, believe, break with party, and break with white solidarity. What do you think about that? Like, I think, you know, it's more or less just recognizing the advantages you have in life, whatever that may be, um, and not thinking yourself superior because of that. Okay, so okay. Uh, we need to hear the beginning of that again because you need to. It probably went by kind of fast. As his list of what being less white means, he's teaching to his college students. If we could just hear like that first fifteen seconds. To be less white is to be less oppressive, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant. Be more humble. Listen, believe, break with party, and break with white solidarity. What do you okay. think about that? So, um, hmm. how do you like that? I think your you're co- an a hole. How do you like that out of your college professor? Wow. How? racist is that it's incredibly racist and uh, so here's the students he was talking to on the zoom a couple of them what white people would find that offensive um conservatives i guess well what 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 is like what it what's the point it's it that it's trying to say i don't know i don't want to get canceled so i'm trying to be careful what i say who have you guys oppressed in the today i haven't oppressed anyone today are you sure of that, dude? You're breathing. Have you left your house today? Yes. Okay, so you may have oppressed somebody. You, you, holy crap! You white men and women across this country who so willingly go along with this "you're an awful person" crap. I don't know what is wrong with you, but so he's here's this white professor saying to a college student, "You're breathing." So what he's saying is you're breathing, so you've imp- you've oppressed somebody today because you're breathing. Your very existence as a white person is a negative. That is the <laughs> some of the most purest distilled racism I've ever heard in my life. How freaking crazy. I don't know how you can send your kid to these universities that teach this stuff, even if you're not taking those classes. Right. I am not giving a... F- I almost dropped an F-bomb. Do it, do it! I am not giving a dollar to these places. I don't care if my kids aren't even taking these classes. No freaking way. Well, the difficulty is you can't avoid it. It's in English classes. It's in poli-sci classes. Famously, and James Lindsay's been fighting against this, there are math professors who are trying to squeeze this stuff in. How crazy is that? Man. Have you oppressed anybody today? No, I don't think so. Well, you're breathing. Did you leave your house? Yeah. So your very existence on Earth makes the world worse. There are Klansmen out there saying, wait a minute, I know some really nice black people. I would never say that. <laughs> you, God, it's a sickness. It's a cult. It is so weird. So weird. And we can laugh at it. I hope it's not, you know, I feel like it's on its heels a little bit, but I hope uh, maybe I'm wrong. Well, there's a poll out that, uh, where is it? I got it around here somewhere. The Democrats are, according to the Federalist, uh, rapidly losing ground in the fight over critical race theory. 58% of Americans had unfavorable views. Only 38% had a favorable view. 
Um, the, the, the partisan split's interesting. 58% of Democrats have a very favorable view, in addition to 28% who self-reported a somewhat favorable view. That's 86% of Democrats are down with the cult. Ooh, that's dangerous. Never impressed anyone today. Are you sure of that, dude? You're breathing. Have you left your house today? And listen to the condescension and the rising anger in his voice, saying, are you sure about that, dude? He's pissed and, 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 and ready to insult the young man who breathed and left his house. Boy, that is sick, man. It's wild. I, 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 I think I have an idea how people felt in 1935 or so. In Germany, or or in the very early days of Mao's Cultural Revolution, where they're like, I understand one of the teachers told the kids that if their parents aren't down with this, they should report them to the school authority. The kids aren't going to report their own parents, are they? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And then a few years later, they were getting dragged into the street and beat to death by their own kids and their friends. Yikes. Now in a segment I call Media Watch. Do 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 do. Um, thank you. <laughs> Taking a look at the media Woo. and what they're covering, and what they're not. So as I mentioned uh, earlier this hour, the and if you take in most of the media I normally take in, I wouldn't even have remembered that the hearings start today about the January sixth riots and stuff. Yeah. Um. MSNBC and CNN are going wall-to-wall with them, and NBC proper, the Olympic channel, uh, blowing out their morning everything to cover it live, which, you know, is usually reserved for the biggest of big deals. Uh, ABC and CBS are not, though. Hmm. So, I don't know. If there are any highlights from that, we'll bring them to you, but uh, we're not going to uh, monitor that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rand Paul actually tweeted out uh, with a link to an article from last year when he and his wife were surrounded and jostled and threatened and spit on and the cops had to rescue them from an angry mob. Uh, He mentioned that nobody's been prosecuted for that. Nobody's been prosecuted for all the political violence last year. Nobody's been prosecuted for pulling down all the statues. There are a couple of uh, geeks in uh, somewhere in the Bay Area, California, who did uh, like burnouts where you spin your tires and and, uh, leave rubber on the street, right? They did that over the Black Lives Matter logo, and they're being charged with with crimes for that. All the people who pulled down all the statues, where are those those charges? Where are those convictions? So you feed Americans one-sided law enforcement, one-sided indignation over violence and destruction for, for years. And then all of a sudden they decide, well, okay, you've told us for months and months it's okay so we're going to do some of it. And then you act like it's a horror unimaginable. Now, it was wrong. It was dead freaking wrong what happened at the Capitol. But explaining something is different than approving of it. Well, some of my favorite pundits would accuse you of whataboutism and say you're out of line there. And I don't no. get that. I don't get that at all. I'm not excusing either one. I'm condemning both. That's not. That's consistency. To me, I mean. Well, and I think one led to another. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. I, are you sure of that, dude? Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Sir, please don't lower my grade or cancel me for 
daring express my opinion. That kid, and that's a striking facet of that tape. Kid said, I don't want to get pulled into this because I know I'm going to get canceled. And then the minute he expressed even the mildest question, the professor's voice rose and he called him dude. And kid knows what he's dealing with. Oh, my God, you college students today. I feel bad for you. So, um, you got the poll numbers on uh, mental illness and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Young women are crazy. Okay. Is the thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, just to summarize. Uh, <laughs> are you sure of that, yeah. dude? Uh, well, <laughs> are you sure of that, dude? Look around, friend. Um, and also, we need to get to that letter going to a wealthy, white-ish Dallas neighborhood telling them their kids need to give up their slots in college so that people of color can take yeah. them. It's unintentionally hilarious. So I was just in the lunchroom where they got a little Olympics on, and they got it on the beach volleyball, which is uh, not a sport that uh, I'm into. Um, it's incredibly exciting. The athleticism, the speed, the grace, is the there, bikinis. Is there men's? Yeah. Oh, i yeah. got to assume the speed and grace of it's pretty good, too, but I only mm-hmm. see the women's on TV ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> anyway, I like the way they have the camera at ass level. Zoomed in on their buttocks where they're wearing panties. That's where the action takes bent, place, Jack. Bent over in the sand. Well, that's so, where it is. It's a good angle. You see the ball. You see the cheeks. That's the best angle for covering the sport. Absolutely. Right behind her buttocks, zoomed in on her. Well, what are you, you going to do? Go off to the side? That'd be uh, distracting. <laughs> oh, God. Not even a, like a tiny v- veneer of transparent, or, you know, trying to put a, to try to pretend this is not about they're hot and wearing underwear. Right, and you can't have bikini bottoms that are slightly bigger so they don't climb up, if you gals know what I mean, and y'all know what I mean. Uh, nope, can't do that. Anywho, uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. If you ever miss an hour of the show, get it at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a new Foo Fighters single, by the way. It's my current favorite song. I can't get enough of this tune. Very, very cool. It's not on an album, I don't think. I think it's just a one-off. But. Anywho, um, we it's got, got a, almost an Allman Brothers-y sound. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It does have that sound. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Olympic notes for you coming up a little bit later. Political stuff, uh, entertainment stuff. You know, the gamut. Yeah, yeah. The, more on those poll results showing uh, how pessimistic everybody's gotten about the country uh, uh, lately. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is that is really something. How far it's dropped in just a few months of whether or not you're feeling good about the country or not. If I'm uh, the Biden administration, I'm worried about that. Yeah, indeed. So more on that to come. It's interesting the way this article is written. It's um, I'll just go ahead and read the lead for you. It's by a woman named Elizabeth Condra, who's digging into a Pew research poll. It's a common tactic of the politically charged on either side to take the particular adherence of an ideology and equate that diehard worship to mental illness. Conservatives label younger liberal generations as snowflakes or having Trump derangement syndrome, blah, blah, blah. Liberals and progressives label right-leaning individuals or conservatives as racist, bigots, misogynists. Resorting to this type of lowbrow behavior might once have been seen as an excuse not to address the actual issues or beliefs at hands. But now ad hominem attacks are more common than not. No way. So, yeah, she spends several sentences saying, look, I'm not here to cast dispersions. 
She says, but what if was once a cheap shot or personal insult has actually been found to bear scientific correlation between the individuals who hold progressive ideologies and an increased risk of mental illness? That's exactly what Pew Research has found. And all politics aside, the shocking diagnosis of over 50% of liberal women with some sort of mental health medical diagnosis is a public health concern that no one seems to be discussing, let alone taking seriously. Do you know, I don't know if I know anybody who doesn't say one or more of their teenagers to college students suffers from anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I'm not here to mock as both of my girls have struggled with anxiety and depression and that sort of thing, honestly, uh, in very different ways. Um, but it's endemic. We've talked about this a lot. Teen suicides among girls skyrocketing even before the COVID um, just all anxiety across the board, but ex- especially in young women, has been skyrocketing lately. Um, they mentioned that women are more likely to develop, to develop depression than men. Uh, they mentioned a number of reasons, chemically and also childbirth, postpartum depression, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then, uh, but biology and hormones aside, what about the choices we actively engage in? The behaviors we indulge, the beliefs and convictions we hold is more important than all the others. The people we spend our time with, the actions we devote our energy to, and the news we consume. Is that negatively impacting our mental health, or even more importantly, leading to medical diagnoses? Um, let's see. The The study, titled Pew American Trends Panel, Wave 64, was dated uh, just over a year ago. Yet it took a Ph.D. candidate in political science posting about the study on Twitter for it to even garner even a smidge of attention. The study, which examines white liberals, moderates, and conservatives, both male and female, found that conservatives were far less likely to be diagnosed with mental health issues than those who identified as either liberal or even very liberal. What's more, white women suffered the worst of all. White women ages 18 to 29 who identified as liberal were given a mental health diagnosis from medical professionals at a rate of 56.3% as compared to 28.4% in moderates. That's double and 27.3% in conservatives. Now, how much of that would be um, because you run around with a crowd where going and getting a diagnosis is just way more common? I was thinking the same thing. It's not only... Well, it's fashionable in a way yeah. to talk about that sort of thing so and be super open about so it. So it's real and fashionable. Yes, yes. And... There could be a tendency among more conservative young women to say, "I'll fight through it. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to complain." Well, if you've got a, if you if you if you're hanging around with a group of people where you're like the outlier weirdo because you don't have anxiety or something you've been diagnosed and you talk about, versus you hang out with a crowd where nobody has been, and it would be kind of weird for somebody to say that. Though that's you know. That's, very different things. Not only that, but we've been talking about this for years and years. I remember the the book Underdog about coming out. That had to be 15 years ago, and it was a big topic that young people, for whatever reason, were starting to worship, not strength and self-reliance, but, but victimhood and weakness and damage. If you're damaged, you get all sorts of attention and love. And the more you can claim to be one thing or the other, the higher you're exalted. And so I think there's a real fashion at work here, too. Uh, Zach Goldberg, the doctoral candidate in question, consolidated the study's info in a set of visuals, posted them. Uh, important to note, he clarified the following. I didn't write this thread to mock white liberals or their apparently disproportionate rates of mental illness, and you shouldn't either. Rather, this is a question that's underexplored, which may shed light on attitudinal differences toward various social policies. And he's right. Um, 
You know, I would also uh, point out, um, and, and Michael, you could get the Greta Thunberg tapes uh, ready, um, that liberal America has made it their business to catastrophize everything. How all, dare you? All that didn't even make my point yet, my dear. Um, the, climate change is going to kill the world. We have 12 years or there will be an irres, irresistible, irrefutable, unchangeable descent into hell that will kill the billions. Trump is Hitler. He's not a big mouthed hotelier. No, he's Hitler. Uh, you know, I could cite a, a dozen other examples. I would also throw in that if you are married and have children to take care of, you don't have time to worry about a lot of that crap. Ah, yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, so, and, and then, and also, I think the indoctrination in colleges and schools, which we've been talking about for a long time, where you catastrophize everything, the slightest look that you don't appreciate, a question that's mildly insensitive, you're supposed to go to pieces. That's how you're supposed to react if somebody dares violate these complex and difficult to navigate social norms that you're taught by your social professor. I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, the study exemplifies the champions of all these causes that they mention aren't exactly living the liberated utopia they believe we should all be living in. Their employer's mad at him and tells him your work's not good enough. That'd give you anxiety if you're trained to believe that should never happen. If Simone Biles comes out at some point today and talks about the pressure or depression or anxiety or any of that sort of stuff about her Olympic performance, this uh, discussion is going to continue. I would say. Armstrong and Getty.